Welcome to another edition of the Fitness for All podcast, and it is sponsored by Liebert Fitness, and I'm your host, Cam Jenkins. And on today's show, we have James Norris, who is the founder of Handy Capable Fitness. James, welcome to the show. Cam, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, James, um, first and foremost, I noticed on your website that you talk about your journey uh, to a healthier lifestyle, and part of that was walking a 5K. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Okay, sure. So, so basically, um, to dial it back just a little bit how my fitness journey began, and then I'll get into that because um, it'll feed right into it. Um, I worked in radio for six years, took a job out in California, and shortly after getting out to California, um, I was laid off, fell into a depression, gained a bunch of weight, started to eat unhealthy, the whole nine yards. Um, moved back to Boston after the year lease was up, and I realized I needed to do something. So I just joined a local gym and um, fell in love with fitness, and I've lost 65 pounds since then. But I went. I then started to go to another gym, Mike Ball Strength Conditioning, and there we worked more on my walking. And I woke up one day and I said, you know what? It would be cool to do a 5K. So I went, I went into the gym, told my trainer, and that's what we started to train for. Unfortunately, I fell a little short of the 5K, but in spirit of Handicable Fitness, I still wanted to do the walk and show people what's possible when you push yourself a little bit. Yeah, and I know that you have cerebral palsy. Uh, do you want to let the listeners know a little bit about cerebral palsy and, um, you know, how it affects you? Okay, sure. So cerebral, cerebral palsy is, is traditionally caused at birth. Um, for me, it was about the age of about two and a half that I was diagnosed thereabouts. And how it all started was I went in for a hernia operation and it was during that operation that the mask came off my face and my brain was without air for five and a half minutes. So for me, it affects uh, my leg strength and predominantly my left side. And I know that you now host an, H or sorry, an HCF walk. Can you maybe explain to the listeners uh, why you chose this fundraiser? Um, because, you know what, uh, for me, as, as I alluded to before, the, um, the whole purpose of me exercising, or it kind of took on this role, uh, was to start walking so I could walk better with a walker. And I said, you know what, if I'm doing this, we might as well bring some other people into it as well other handicapped athletes, able-bodied individuals, whoever really wanted to take part. And um, we gave the proceeds to Boston Children's Hospital because growing up, that's where I had my surgeries and um, they really played a huge role in getting me to where I am today. Okay. And can you talk maybe a little bit about handicapable fitness and how this came to be, and where you have it moving forward. Sure. Um, so alluding back to how I, how I said that I joined a gym and just kind of fell in love with fitness, originally, um, everything I was doing in the gym was new. 
And growing up in Boston, you know, sport is kind of ingrained in our blood. And I played, you know, challenger t-ball and challenger basketball, but it never really scratched that competitive itch for me. So when I got into fitness, I knew I was never going to be the biggest or the fastest guy. Um, but like I said, everything I was doing was new and I was finally able to uh, get those competitive juices out. So we started to, my trainer and I started to just document my own journey through Instagram to show my friends and family across the U.S. all the different things I was doing. And he said, you know what, James? He says, um, if you're doing this, there has to be other people that you may inspire. So that's how Handicapable Fitness was started. And I just began to document my own journey. But then I also started to see other Handicapable athletes that were doing amazing things. And I wanted to give them a little bit of the spotlight and to show other people that, hey, just because you have a challenge, that doesn't mean that you are defined by said challenge. So I took it a step further and in July started the Handicapable Fitness nonprofit. And the goal of that is to connect individuals with challenges to services and equipment so that they can live a fit and healthy lifestyle. And can you maybe talk about that and um, how you get that out to the masses or uh, to the people that follow you? Talk, talk about what? I'm sorry. Um, sorry, you were talking about Handicapable and um, how you have a new division of it. And yeah. you get... Yes. Um, so, so basically our goal, like I said, is to uh, raise funds and, you know, um, hopefully get grants here in the future so that we can help provide equipment so people with challenges can live a fit and healthy lifestyle, whether that be a special wheelchair that they need, workout equipment, um, entry fees into a race like a Spartan race or um, anything like that that's going to get them up, get them active and get them moving. Get them moving, which is very important to do. Uh, especially for handicapable uh, athletes and people, um, because a lot of them, uh, you know, from what I've seen and from my experiences, um, you know, uh, some of them don't get out uh, quite as much as they uh, should, including myself and in leading an active lifestyle. So a hundred percent agree with that. And I, I don't know about you, but I know for me personally and other people that I've spoken with within the community, um, it almost becomes more of a mental uh, strengthening as well because you know it just provides another outlet for us to you know feel better about ourselves build confidence that sort of thing so for the handy capable athletes um, do you train them yourself or do they watch your videos and you get them to do some exercises that way or do you set them up with trainers or how exactly does that work um, no, I don't, I don't train them myself. Um, eventually I do want to get certified so that I'm able to do that. Um, but the goal of Handicapable Fitness is to just kind of give people ideas and, you know, we tell them, Hey, you want to make sure that you check with your doctor first and it's more of an inspiration. And then as the fund, as the funding comes in, um, through the nonprofit, 
one of our goals is to connect them with trainers, physical therapists, nutritionists, what whatever is going to help them lead that healthy lifestyle. That's great. And, uh, a little bit earlier uh, in the podcast, um, you had mentioned that uh, Spartan racing, and you did a bit of that, as I understand, as well as uh, rock wall climbing. You want to talk about those experiences and you know, how it might be different for a CP athlete compared to an able-bodied athlete? Oh, 110%. Um, it, was, it was an amazing, amazing experience. And it was kind of something that was almost like my um, awakening into the handicapable realm of, you know, all these different adaptive athletes and that sort of thing. So basically how the Spartan race came to be was I think it was two years ago now, they did their first ever Paris Spartan race in Laughlin, Nevada. And it was a team of, I believe it was five. And they had athletes of all different abilities. So you could have somebody with CP, you could have somebody that was an amputee, spina bifida, whatever the case may be. And um, they formed a team, did, did the obstacles, and it was... You, you did all the obstacles with the help of your teammates, and that's it. So it was a three-and-a-half-mile course. I want to say it was 21 different obstacles, and it was absolutely amazing. And do you know whether or not the Paris Spartan racing, um, is that becoming like a, a, a big thing, or is that just something in its infinite like infinite stages of kind of, um, you know, coming out. Um, I believe that it, they intended it to be a big thing because they've done, they've now done two. And then with COVID, they had to push it off obviously this year, but I do believe it's something that they want to continue to um, pursue and continue to do because they've had a huge turnout for, for each of the two that they've done. Each of them have been on ESPN and have really drummed up some big noise in this community. So I definitely see them going forward with it in the future, I would have to say, um, but I don't know that 100% certain. Yeah. And what about the uh, rock uh, climbing for you? Oh, so so basically, you know, I just saw, I just saw rock climbing uh, through the Adaptive Climbing Group. And I was like, you know what, you know, I'm, in, I'm into fitness, but I'm always into challenging myself and pushing myself and doing things that I never thought was possible before I adopted this lifestyle. And I said, you know what, let me just, let me just give it a shot. And let me tell you, it was awesome. Um, but it was definitely, definitely challenging, but I would highly recommend it. What part was challenging for you for the rock climbing wall? Because I know I, you said on your left side, and I have numerous friends with CP, and their left side is, um, um, uh, you know, um, that's the harder side for them on their left side. So, yeah, like I'm just really interested on how you were able to do it and um, the challenges. Oh, yeah, sh- sure. So, so I had the help of my trainer, actually. We, we went together and... And we were we were tethered together, and I would use his leg to like step up on, or he would get on my left side to give me a little bit more support. 
you know, and we just kind of talked our through, okay, well, we want to go over here. Oh, no, we can't go over here. Um, try, tried this. And it was very much a team building activity. And it was challenging in the sense that, you know, I go to the gym every day and, you know, I consider myself to be in pretty decent shape. But rock climbing, you know, it, it's a totally different animal and it's a totally different kind of in shape. But I absolutely loved it. That's amazing. Um, and I also wanted to touch on your motivational speaker. And you've traveled around the U.S., as I understand, as well. Um, what's the main message uh, that you speak about during your motivational speeches? Um, you know what? It's, it's the fact that, it's the fact that mostly, I, mostly I speak to kids in the handicapped community. And I want people to realize, you know, that, hey, we all come up against adversity, you know, but it's that adversity that really um, propels us forward. Like for, like for me, growing up, all I wanted to do was work in sports radio. That was it. I, did, I, never, see, I never saw any <laughs> of this, you know, uh, nonprofit yeah. world or motivational speaking in my future. But I firmly believe it was those obstacles that got me to where I am today. And it's given my life a purpose. So I want people to realize that, hey, you know, adversity can really be a good thing because it can open our eyes to something else that we never saw coming. And I want people to know that, you know, just because they have a challenge, that doesn't define who they are and that they can go out and they can live the, the, uh, their dreams and just, and just inspire other people along the way. Yeah. And, you know, just uh, that word inspire, I know within the disability community, um, it can either be a, a good thing or some people take it as a, um, a bad thing, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, what's your idea or, you know, what are your thoughts on the word inspiring as it pertains to people with disabilities? You, you know what? I mean, I can, I can definitely see how people can take it either one way or the other. Um, and I can only speak for me personally. For me, I, I, don't, I don't mind it um, when people say that I'm inspiring because, you know what, whether you have a challenge or you're an able-bodied person, you know, we all struggle with things. So if somebody sees me working out or somebody sees me rock climbing or playing sled hockey and they get motivated to go after their dreams, that to me is what it's all about. I want you to take the motivation and the inspiration that you see from me and turn it into something that helps you chase your dreams. Oh, and that's a great way to look at it. And, um, you know, for me personally, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at it that way as well. Um, but yeah, the, the word inspiring as it comes to people with disabilities, um, if it's, you know, my thoughts are that if it's something that a person or with a disability is really trying hard to do and you find that inspirational, great. But if it's just something that everyone does, um, I and I think the example that most uh, times is used is putting on your pants, well, uh, you know, to me, that isn't inspirational or just getting out to do something isn't inspirational. But I can certainly say uh, with, uh, you know, 
So to travel with note, what you're doing is certainly inspirational. So, and that's uh, fantastic. Thank you very much. And likewise to you, I, I see your, see your videos there and you are absolutely crushing it. So keep it up. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I wanted to also talk about Handicapable Fitness and it's designed to help achieve Handicapable Fitness is designed to help achieve their goals, uh, meaning your clients' goals. So can you tell the listeners what some of those goals were and how the folks achieved them? Well, you know, you know what, basically, um, our, our mission, like I said, is to just empower other people and let them know that, hey, no matter, no matter what, you can live a fit and active lifestyle. And again, how we want to do that is by helping people get the equipment that they need to do so, get the services that they need to do so. And um, also, you know, just really help them build their confidence and help them see that they are able to do whatever it is that they set out to do. And we do that through a little bit of mentoring. I do that personally. You know, I mentor a couple couple youth that are absolutely awesome, that have challenges, and I've seen them come a long way. Um, but really, Handicapable Fitness, being a nonprofit, it really relies upon donations and support from the community. So once we get those fundings in, then we can go out and really impact the world by helping those people get access to those services and the equipment needed to live the life of their dreams. And with Handicapable Fitness, uh, have you had to make any changes to your business model during COVID times? Um, you, you know what? Actually, actually, it's kind of um, really, of course, I think you, you do to a certain extent because there was there was a little bit of plans to, you know, travel the country and, and do those things and actually uh, meet up with some of these handicapped athletes. But with COVID, you know, we, we've had to pivot a little bit and do things through Zoom and, and, you know, that sort of thing, just like everybody else. But in other ways, it's been a huge blessing as well, too, um, because now we can Zoom with people around the world, you know, and that's been a tremendous experience as well. So we've definitely had to pivot just a little bit. Yeah. And what is kind of one thing that you've learned through your experience of handicapable fitness from uh, when it started to now? Oh man, um, there, there's so many that could be, that could be drawn from, you know, but it's, it's the simple fact that I'm very fortunate being the founder that people have believed in me and my mission and it's been able to make such a big impact in this community. I mean, never in a million years when I started Handicapable Fitness, literally it was just kind of a hobby and I, I didn't see it going the nonprofit route or the motivational speaking route. It just kind of taken on that life of its own and but make no mistake, Handicapable Fitness hasn't gotten to where it's gotten to by itself. 
it's been the help of so many other people, supporters like you, supporters like Lever Fitness. I mean, um, everybody's been great. And because of that, Handicable Fitness has grown and we're able to make an impact. So that I'm truly appreciative of. That's amazing. And James, if someone wants to start the process of achieving their goals or would like to donate to your organization or nonprofit organization, how can they do that? Uh, they can visit www.handicapablefitness.com and there's, there's a donate tab right there. Perfect. That's pretty precise and concise. So that's great. Um, so is there anything else that you want to uh, say about Handicapable Fitness that maybe you haven't covered so far? Um, you know what? I don't think so, but I do want to just let the people know again that just because whatever whatever challenges you may have, that doesn't define you. And you can go out there and you can you can live a great life. And you know what? The thing is, and this goes for any anybody, handicapped athlete or able-bodied person, whoever, everybody was once a beginner. You know, the rock didn't get to where he was, you know, just wake up wake by waking up one morning and, and boom, next thing you know, he's a mega movie star, uh, a WWE wrestler. No, it all started with him taking that first that first step. And that's what we need to do as we head into, you know, 2021 here. 2020 taught us a lot of, I believe, great lessons. And let's take those and don't wait for for the new year to to go after your goals, whatever it is, whether it's fitness related or something else. Start today and start building those bricks, brick by brick, and eventually you'll get to where you want to go. And I could not have said that better myself, James, because, yeah, you just got to take that first step and you kind of got to go from there. And the building blocks to success uh, can be long and hard, and it's certainly not linear. A hundred percent. I mean, it's it, it's a zigzaggy road. I mean, but, you know, if you if you keep staying the course and keep pushing on, then then you can achieve those goals and you know what at the end of the day take the video you know put it out there even if even if you don't think it looks good or whatever or or whatever the case may be you never know who you could inspire um and next thing you know that person has found the courage to go after their dream because they saw you doing something so never be self-conscious put it out there and look to help as many people as you can in the process. Well, James, I just wanted to thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, once again, this was James Norris, who is the founder of Handy Capable Fitness. And you've been listening to the Fitness for All podcast here on the Liebert Fitness, sponsored by and hosted by myself, Cam Jenkins. James, thanks very much for being on the show. Cam, thank you so much. I really look forward to touching base with you soon. Absolutely. Have a great day. Take night. care, my friend. Bye-bye.